Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Jen Lee. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Christina. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. And even more so that we're going to talk about a very important topic, the elephant in the room. As everyone might notice, you've got an elephant right there behind you in the room. How financial stress is destroying productivity. Yes, I can attest. Relationships, health, and all of that. Uh, it's important because the one thing I find that hits first when you start getting stressed is productivity goes out the window. So before we go to share those wonderful insights, just let everyone know how you got to where you are and became an attorney. How did this all work out for you? A really long story that I'll keep really short. So uh, I started out as a bankruptcy attorney. Uh, I went to law school thinking that I would do estate planning or something like that. I graduated law school in the middle of a huge recession back in 2009. And I was seeing where the market was and I was starting my own firm. And so bankruptcy made sense. So I opened up a bankruptcy firm and had, I really enjoy it. I do a lot of work with people to get them back on their feet. But then I also found that there were a lot of people out there who didn't need bankruptcy, but they needed an attorney to talk to them about debt and credit issues. And so I've kind of moved into more of this financial stress mm. uh, consultation versus just bankruptcy. So, yeah. 
You know, I love that you mentioned that debt and, and, and credit issue, because I think it's a big thing in America. When I'd heard several years ago that every family at this time, when I'd read it, it was like holds at least $7,000 in debt. I was like, what? I thought it was just me. <laughs> um, but what, yes. what, it's become such an issue. Remember when, well, I don't know if I remember my mom had a credit card. It was really hard to get. It was like not mm-hmm. everyone didn't have credit all over the place. And when you did, you used it sparingly. How did we get to where we are today that this credit just exploded? It's so crazy how it's built up and that the economy runs on credit now. If we cut off the credit, we cut off student loans and you cut off all those things, the economy pretty much collapses. So it's interesting that, and I always tell people the elephant in the room is that at least 70% of Americans have debt or credit problems. So 70% and that's the elephant in the room. But we all think we're alone. We all think that no one else is struggling with this, that, you know, it's so embarrassing. It's so crazy Uh that anyone else would know about this. And so I just found it was so overwhelming for people to talk about. And so I started talking about it more and more about all these problems. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you are. I, I remember early on, uh, not early on, but like I, uh, several years ago, I was talking to my friends saying, Oh, I have all this debt. I'm going to figure out how to resolve it. And I, I feel really bad about it. Um, and so what's your situation? You know, cause I wanted to get a feel like, what is she doing? If she has the same problem or maybe she doesn't mm-hmm. have the same problem and why doesn't she, what is she doing differently than I'm doing? And yep. she immediately cut me off and said, I don't discuss money with people. It's none of your mm-hmm. business. And I was like, yep. Uh, okay. Uh, and <laughs> so why is money and debt or just money in general become so taboo? I think a lot of it is how generations have dealt with money. It kind of keeps getting passed down that you don't talk about money and that's a very right. private topic. Right. And so I see generational issues now in my office where I'll have the grandparents, their kids, and then the grandkids, and they all haven't talked about money, but they're all like in deep debt, trying to figure out how to save the other generation constantly. So it's really interesting how the lack of communication about money really holds back 18 year olds that are going to college and then parents who are trying to help their kids through college. It's, it really is unfortunate that we don't talk about it more. It is, but we're going to change that. Uh, so yeah. people walk into your office and they come to you for what they think is one thing. How, how do I get this off my plate through bankruptcy yeah. or something? How do you start to strategize and work with them to see, okay, this is bigger than just a bankruptcy today because it can go on later. How do we resolve it going forward? How do you work with them in that in that way? Yeah, and a lot of people actually don't come to me for bankruptcy because I don't use bankruptcy in my marketing. I use debt anyway. and credit. Okay. And because uh, it's such a taboo topic, bankruptcy people have this weird, yes. like, stigma attached to it. And I found that the people who really need bankruptcy would never ask for it. They would never even know what they're looking for. So a lot of times someone comes in like, okay, I have a credit score problem. My credit's too low. I can't buy a house or my credit, you know, I went to buy a car. My credit score is low. And then we look at their credit report and it's really a debt problem. So there's a lot of debt on the credit report and that's why the credit score is low. So it's kind of working people through what their long-term goals are and trying to figure out what's the best way to get to where you think your life will be good. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it's working backwards. So they'll tell me, okay, in three years, I want to buy a house. And we'll look, is that reasonable? Is it realistic? Can we do that? Mm-hmm. And what's the tool then to get us there? So, And and tell me from the, the clients you work with, what is some of the myths they have about what they think the problem is or how to solve the problem that you realize, hey, that's not the way it works? Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is the misunderstanding of how credit scores work. I see a lot of people who don't understand the things that go into credit scores and what's counted. And then the myth that bankruptcy ruins your credit. And a lot of times bankruptcy actually makes your credit score go up. 
And it also makes you eligible to buy a house sooner than you would be if you didn't do bankruptcy. And so I find just the bad information out there that people Google Mm -hmm. is half of my discussion is trying to overcome what they've Googled. So. Well, that, that, that's fascinating to me because I really don't know what makes up the score either, actually. I, I see it come from time to time and it seems like, oh, it's gone up a little. Oh, yay, whatever that means. But <laughs> yay, I guess that's good. Up is good. <laughs> so, well, what are some of the reasons that, you know, bring it up or may, bring mm-hmm. it down? Like the two biggest things are making payments on time okay. and how much of your debt uh, you're using. So... of your score is whether you make a payment on time. And if you miss one payment and it's 30 days late, that can significantly impact your score, like more than a hundred points just for missing one payment. And so a lot of times like, Oh, I just have a couple late payments. My score should be fine. I'm like, no, they're looking at that as now you're risky because that's all a credit score is, is Mm -hmm. how risky are you to lend money to? And then the other one is people, uh, like if you have a credit limit of $1,000 mm-hmm. and every month it's maxed out to $990, that will also take your credit score down. Even if you have a whole bunch of other credit cards, maxing mm-hmm. out one card will really lower your score down. So sometimes it's an easy fix. I just tell them, okay, we just need to rearrange your debt across these different cards or close some things or leave some things open. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's an easy fix. But yeah, that's most of your credit score is if you make the payments. And how much are you using each month of your credit? Well, that's really, really great insight for someone that thinks, well, you know, one time, no biggie. Yeah, it is actually big because I'm guessing it's an algorithm that's preset. Yes. It's not like someone's in there. Oh, let's give it this lower this puppy. No. <laughs> yep. It's all automated. And they don't release what those algorithms are. So at any given time, you can have up to like 300 credit scores because everyone has a different system they're running it off of and they can gauge things differently. So oh, I had no idea. Wow. It's a game. Yeah, it's a game. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> well that that's great to know that that people can be empowered and make different choices that yep. can and you know get them to a good space. Now let's say someone comes in um and they either had to go into bankruptcy because maybe they had a business or um a bunch of debt. How do you get them to see that okay, this is where you are now and where do you want to get to? What are the different mm-hmm. steps to get there? Do you work with them on a weekly basis or do you come up with a plan and they just check in with you? How does that work? So a lot of times they just need to have one session and we come up with a plan. If we're not doing a bankruptcy or if we're just trying to figure out what their options are, some of them don't need my help. They just want someone to validate that they're making the right decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, The most difficult conversations are the ones who have signed up with debt settlement programs, and they may not have understood what they signed up for and how that's going to affect their future because that's not explained to them as part of the sales process of a debt settlement program. So sometimes we have to work through more than one session to figure out what they're really looking for. But a lot of times they don't need me after they look at the plan and they can go go execute it. And some people do like to come back every month or so and just mm-hmm. check in to make sure they're on the right track. So. Well, that's a good question for me. I, I What does the debt settlement do that might not be optimal for someone? So debt settlement, if you sign up with a debt settlement program, Uh, like one of the big nationwide ones, not a local attorney who's helping. So what they're doing is they are making you delinquent in all your debt and they take over power of attorney for your accounts and then they go into collections. And so nothing is getting paid. So your credit score is dropping every month that you're in a debt settlement program. And then you'll get sued because they don't always work together with debt settlement companies, but they don't tell you that when you sign up, they don't say you're going to get sued. 
that your score is going to be impacted worse than bankruptcy. That settlement is worse than your credit score than bankruptcy. Oh my God, I had no idea. And yeah. And so I have a lot of soapbox <laughs> topic about debt settlement because I just see so many people that spend like a thousand dollars a month on these debt settlement programs mm-hmm. when bankruptcy or even a consolidation type mm-hmm. program would have been a better option for them. So well, you know, what's interesting about this, Jen, is I remember uh, this guy told me he got embezzled. He had a company with a partner and overnight the money just disappeared from the bank. He went, I don't know where. And uh, he went and called his attorney, said, my bank account is zero. I have these employees to pay. I have bills to pay. And the mm-hmm. attorney's like, well, you could try to take him to court. We don't know where he is. And you'll, <laughs> you're not going to get the money back. He probably already used it somewhere. Um, but he said, I would just suggest rebuilding. You already know how to build a business. Do it. Um, so yep. he, he didn't consider bankruptcy at the time. He had five million dollars in the bank that got embezzled but he did have a slew of, of stuff to pay and he didn't want to you know go bankrupt so what he did he called every single um creditor and said here here's where i'm at i have zero in the bank right now we're going to change that but uh, i need to work with you um here's what i'm i'm proposing and he put a mm-hmm. proposal through some people fought him and said well we don't like that proposal but he got everyone except for one creditor to agree on his proposals and he was able to work out a plan where he can get them something even if it's ten dollars a month but just so yep. he says he's making do on what he's trying to give them and the, and within i think two years he was back up to past five million yep and anyone can do that. You don't need a debt settlement company to do that for you. You can call and make your own arrangements. So I think that's some of the misconception out there is that these programs are saving money of some sort or they're helping you when really you could do it yourself and it's going to cost you just as much to pay back the debt as the debt settlement company is charging you. So. You know what I'm thinking? I think the issue and the fear might be is that they have some general knowledge you don't have. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, hey, the, the credit card, the creditor is not going to want to lose money. So they are want to, wanting to get as much as they possibly can from you. But hey, if they think that you're in dire straits, but you're willing to work with them, I'm guessing they'll work with you in some fashion if they know that you're going to be good for it. Yeah, some creditors do. Sometimes you have to get to a supervisor or you have to get uh, up a couple levels because mm-hmm. most of the time they're not going to care about your story. They don't care whatever you think is important to tell them because they've heard it from everyone else. Mm-hmm. But they do want to know, like, what are you proposing? What are your payments? Are you, if we give you 0% interest, we're going to cut off your credit line. Is that okay with you? Because that's going to mm-hmm. impact your credit score. So, mm-hmm. but a lot of times they don't care about the story behind it because everyone has a similar story a lot of times. So yeah. No, no. That, I mean, that does make sense. And, and see, I think when you get up higher, see, I had worked in a very small company one time where I was the manager of the whole credit and uh, AR portion of the business. And there was a, a company, uh, a company that worked with this particular business for years, like since they got started and she Mm -hmm. went through dire straits, had problems and could not make her bills. Now I, knowing her history said, okay, I'm not going to just throw you in the toilet. I said, tell me what's going on. What can we do? Cause I cannot take zero from you. Zero is just not going to work. But let's figure out something we can do so that we can keep you working with us and not have you go into debt. Because we don't mm-hmm. want to send you to a lawyer. It's not good for us. It's cost, you know, cost a lot to put a, a lawyer on attorney. So I'm a retainer. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we did work out a plan. She stuck to it. But that's um, that's great for business owners who are listening in. If you come to that point where you have mm-hmm. someone not paying you because then you have your people to pay. If you find someone that has been credible and they find that you don't want to lose them as a client, if you work out something that works for both of you, it could be a great long-term relationship. Build your relationship even stronger. Yeah, I would say communication is the most important thing. A lot of people don't open their mail because once the bills start stacking up, they they go into the psychological. And that's why we say that how it impacts productivity and health. 
is that we start burying things and not wanting to talk about them and not opening our mail. And then it gets worse. And then you don't want to talk about it because now it's even worse than it was before. Mm. And it becomes this really bad spiral that really affects all areas of your life when that stress hits. Yeah, that is such a great point, Jen, because I remember someone saying early on in their 20s, they had gotten to just that situation where they couldn't pay stuff. So they put all their bills in a big bag in, in the uh, in the tub and just kept yep. throwing it there. <laughs> And, yep. and then her, her now husband, you know, we're dating her and he's like, what the hell is this? Like, oh, nothing. And you know, eventually she opened up all the bills and she got things taken care of. But yeah, I could imagine that your brain knows you, you know, inside mm-hmm. that something's going on and you're just ignoring it. And, and it's, yep. it's, as you said, that elephant right behind you, elephant in the room where you, you're feeling that, that him standing on your chest and it's yep. not going to go away until you, you start to deal with it and look at it. And then it becomes an emergency. If you've put it off for so long, for example, a lot of times I'll get a phone call, oh, my wages are now being garnished or my bank account was just cleared by the IRS for a, a, you know, a levy or that kind of thing. And so then it's harder to fix once there, it's an emergency, then you have to find help right now. Whereas if I could have helped a lot earlier and it would have been less expensive yeah, yeah. Uh, to fix and, it and earlier on. It's interesting. It's all interconnected. I mean, same with your, you know, when you go to the doctor and you've had these symptoms for like ah, three years, I just ignored it. Uh, it doesn't go away. <laughs> Um, right, exactly. so I, I love that you mentioned that if now how, tell me how you've seen it, this sort of thing affects relationships so that we talked about the health aspect and productivity. How has it affected yep. people's health? So um, for relationships, it often helps or it, it affects the um, your spouse or your person you're dating. Talking about money, what I see a lot of times is spouses will come in. And one spouse will have no idea what their current financial situation is because the other one handles the money. And then I have to explain that they have, you know, $50,000 in credit card debt or they owe the IRS money and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so 44% of divorces are due to financial issues. Wow. And a lot of times people to the day they get divorced, they still haven't talked about the money issues because mm-hmm. they're just so afraid of that topic. So I see it with relationships and also with kids. Mm-hmm. how parents deal with money mm-hmm. is passed on to how kids then deal with the money. And yeah. so they start doing the same habits and it affects their future relationships. So it's kind of like this never ending cycle. Yeah. 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 You know, it's interesting. You say that I had a friend that came on a couple of years ago to the show that said, you know, um, her husband had a business and they, she thought they were doing really well. He, he died surprised. It wasn't like they expected his death, but apparently his business had huge financial issues of which now she's like, whoa, now I'm, I'm thrown into running his business, not knowing anything about it. And then boom, there's financial issues as well. Um, how do you work through a couple that, you know, they hadn't been really talking about this portion of it and now getting them both up to speed on how they can work together as a team? I recommend therapy a lot. I, I often find myself recommending, I tell people therapists are cheaper than I am, <laughs> but, but I mean, from an hourly basis, usually, but talking it through with someone who is neutral or not, not emotionally involved, they'll start with me and I'll look at it from a very pragmatic, okay, here's what I see. And I'm not confrontational with either side. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, you probably should go talk to someone who specializes in marriage and family therapy to, mm-hmm. to keep talking about this yeah. because if you don't, it becomes the elephant in your relationship that you're dancing around this thing constantly and affect affects how you, you know, yeah. operate on a day-to-day basis. 
very stressful. Yeah. Oh my God, I can imagine. Um, but this has been so fabulous. Now, wh where are you located? Can people work with you um, via Zoom or do they have to be in yep. your general location to work with you? Yeah, anyone can work with me through Zoom. We're doing lots of Zoom. Even before COVID, I did a lot of uh, virtual stuff. So I'm licensed in California for um, bankruptcy work and things like that. But I can work on federal tax issues, federal student loan issues, and general financial advice nationwide. So, oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Where can people find out more? Is it jenleelaw.com, correct? That's correct. Yeah. And uh, I have a podcast called Debt Therapy, too, if you want to check out my podcast. Well, so. that's where do they get the podcast? Anywhere that it's is that uh, yeah, anywhere. Yep. Well, that's iTunes, great. Podcast, yeah, everything. They can get started with that right now. And then if further help, give you a, a holler. Well, yep. Jen, I just have to thank you again. This has been very insightful. I know it's going to help a lot of our listeners. Thank you for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you, Christina. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Me too. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. With prices soaring at the pump, filling up can be stressful. That's why Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target, now through June, on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. We know every dollar matters right now, but you can count on us. Get up to $75 cash back this quarter with your Discover It card. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only $19.99. Plus free premium home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.